0: what is going on, guys? It is time for another episode of the Chasing Waypoints podcast, and we are back. Episode number 73 today. It is Sunday. We are recording same day. The man has hit been a busy couple of weeks, but we're getting there. Lots of changes, lots of things coming up, some improvements, things like that going on, Uh, getting workflow, getting everything, you know, back together and and making life a little less complicated uh, for me as far as... uh, Getting content for you guys. I'm absolutely stoked. I've got more videos coming, uh, some short stuff on YouTube, uh, lots of stuff. So we'll 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 talk chasing waypoints updates here in just a minute. But before we get into that, man, there's a there are changes coming. Changes afoot. Something's going on. We're talking the Dakar Rally 2023. Shaking it up a bit. So we'll talk a little bit about that but then we'll come right back to North America Rally and what we've got going on and what's coming on and what what we need to be doing we've got a lot of people interested in rally raid and uh, well it's time to get out there. Summer weather has arrived here at San Diego officially so it is time to dust off the bikes. I'm actually as soon as I'm done recording here headed straight to the garage. Got to make sure we get uh, start getting the bikes ready. BMW needs a new drivetrain and a washing, And then the uh, 790. I got a tank I need to install on that thing. Got the drivetrain stuff. Got some goodies from Galfer that we'll talk about uh, on YouTube briefly. And then, yeah, all sorts of cool stuff. Anyway, let's get right into it. So the big news coming out of Saudi Arabia. Got to be for the 2023 Dakar. Let's turn the party down a little bit here very pro like maybe i should get something that automates the phase fade out on this thing you know then i would sound way more professional uh which would be awesome and then also not banging my elbows against the deck desk so it uh you know echoes through the desk and all but uh but yeah all right there's the music it is gone all right let's talk dakar dakar rally making some big changes for this coming up uh edition in 2023 uh let's see let's go back to the top on this one so first of all and the one that i think there's two of them i think there's two the two biggest changes i would say um the little we'll start with the little one never mind we'll, we'll save the best for last uh so the little one not so little is the distance so this time around normally they do loop stages in saudi arabia uh but for this year's upcoming uh edition of the 2023 dakar it's going to be a little bit different they're going to actually go from coast to coast uh in saudi arabia more dunes way further into the deserts longer stages longer liaisons everything is just going to be longer about the event so they're talking 14 stages plus the prologue uh for those of you that listened to last year's edition here on the podcast and we were talking a little bit about the different uh the differences in the stages uh let's recap that really quick so prologue stages a prologue is basically qualifying for all of us here they're used to different forms of racing whether it be nascar whether it be formula one MotoGP. uh uh, MX, any of that kind of stuff. there's usually some kind of qualifying round, some kind of seating round uh, that goes on before the event and then that's what gets you ready to go for uh, for the starting order. So or, or even if you're gonna race on Sunday. Um, so with that being said, uh, that's the prologue in rally raid, right? So you got a prologue. Some events are no longer doing prologues and they're just kind of doing a name out of the hat and then sending them out on the first stage, which you know I, I agree with as well. Uh, But a prologue is just kind of a quick shakedown, get everybody used to whatever they're doing. Um, So there's there's definitely some use for it. Uh, And then jumping into stage one. So 14 stages, one prologue stage uh, for this year's event uh, might vary a little bit. I'm I'm wondering they're going to where they're going to put the rest day on there, if it's going to be right at the halfway point, uh, which 14 stages, which actually ends up being. Uh, an extra day there so they're talking um, starting on December 31st uh, featuring the 14 stages plus a uh, prologue so 15 days total of racing even though the prologue doesn't count towards your total time uh, it is considered part of the race you do have to complete it you do have to compete in it so um, that's that's kind of the deal there uh, on that one. So, looking forward to that. I mean, you know, hey, the Dakar, I mean, I always remember it being a month long event, just this long, long, long process. And then having the Dakar hangover afterwards, you know, everybody's like, loopy and tired of hearing about the Dakar and all of the stuff going on. Uh, but this year, a lot of prominence, a lot of stuff coming. Um, you know, Skylar House. Uh, Mason Klein, Bradley Cox, all those guys are already training. Ricky Bravek already. I think I saw a post from uh, Portugal along with uh, Nacho Cornejo and the whole team. Big news on the HRC side of things. Uh, HRC picking up Adrian Van Beveren after uh, Yamaha's quick exit out of uh, the rally raid stuff, which is interesting, though, because they turned right around and then they feel, uh, they are fielding a team with Paul Tares, uh as one of the riders on the Tenere 700 and they're competing in some of the other rallies. I think Dakar has some very specific rules as far as engine, engine size goes, so I don't know if we're going to see the Tenere 700 quite yet uh, or the KTM 790 quite yet at the Dakar. I'd like to see it, but I understand that there are some concerns that they go from zero to holy hell in 2.0 nothing seconds, so they are very fast bikes, they can be very fast bikes, and a race-bred version of these, like something that what Rottweiler Performance has put out uh is very very dangerous in a good way right we're, we're talking top gun dangerous you're dangerous right you know that whole interchange between uh val kilmer and tom cruise in the uh, uh or excuse me iceman and maverick in the locker room and that's right you know that whole thing but anyway uh yeah so top gun maverick came out recently and i haven't seen it yet uh the girlfriend and i have agreed we're gonna watch part one and then we're gonna go watch part two uh, immediately thereafter so it will be a top, uh, t- top Gunathon, uh top top gun a something like that uh funny story about that one really, really quick I once had a uh ex-girlfriend that I uh tricked into well didn't trick into but when she asked what the movie was about I told her that it was one of the greatest love stories ever and she was surprised that I would be into a love story but um yeah she was pissed anyway uh back to it so dakar rule changes coming on uh three things uh we'll, we'll work an escalation from what i feel is least important to most important uh the second one or the second i keep adding to the list but anyway uh the next one road books electronic roadbooks for everyone right so we knew this was coming we knew they were going to do this um this this was already a thing. Uh, which unit they are going to be using. I've seen a couple of iterations. Right. We know about uh, Ico Racing's Tower One, uh, which I've seen saw again this past weekend or a couple of weekends ago in Baja Rally uh, or in San Quintin for the Baja Rally uh, training with the uh, American Rally Originals. Uh, there's a few guys running it there. Uh, I got a great video of Scotty actually transferring the uh, road book over to Slade uh, Robinson's bike just before the start of one of the stages or one of the days. Super simple, super easy to do. You get a couple of guys on laptops that can just send it right over. And I mean, it just makes it, I mean, brainless. Uh, So that was pretty cool to see. Uh, Then from there, uh, we've got electronic road books. Uh, So I don't know which one they're going to use. I mean, I would maybe eiko racing the tower one i like that one but then i know that uh i believe it's ERTF has uh has one of those uh as well i saw some spy shots of that thing floating around um and then let's see here let me see if i can find it Mm -mm 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 -mm. You would think I'd have this already queued up and ready to go anyway. But uh, so there's a couple of different versions that are coming now. Uh, The guys over that do uh, the ERTF stuff, they have. um, They've been producing other equipment for the Dakar for a while. So the tracking systems and things like that. So this does not seem too far fetched that they would transfer over uh, to their um, to their stuff so uh eh, you know but we'll see i mean i don't know uh who else has uh, used their stuff uh how they've been testing it what they've been doing with it anything like that so so we'll see uh it remains to be seen we've got it coming up um what is it uh now just uh, a little over six months a little under six months away so coming soon all right so we got that one going uh Total distance longer, more days racing. Then we've got uh, electronic roadbooks now going in, uh, and then I think the last uh, the last two that I think these are these are the major ones. These are the the, the shakeups. Uh, so we all know about the whole roadbook uh, roadbook swing, right, or the Dakar swing. Uh, We've talked about that last year uh, when we were covering the event and doing the podcast episodes. But this time around, there's there's some monkey wrenches in there. Now, I knew there was some stuff coming because some of the other events, um, you know, particularly in one that we were talking to Skylar House about it. uh, And he sent me a quick message on how how it worked. But basically, you were penalized uh for sandbagging and that was done in the way of basically double points or double time so if you were late by one second it was actually two so it just made it harder to calculate because you can believe that these teams are pretty good at calculating uh speeds and where they're at and where they need to be and and that kind of stuff so what time they left what time they know they got a target time you know i don't know all the inner workings of it but it's amazing that these teams can actually with pretty good precision manage to stay out of the top spot so that's an interesting uh that's an interesting skill set i will say so what one organization was doing yes obviously double timing and like on the prologue and stuff like that to help uh get rid of that swing set but in the dakar you really hadn't seen anything that really worked or would help with that and and what we're talking about the swing set is is this so there's a couple of known things, right? When in in rally raid, one if the further back you start, the more tracks in front you have to follow. So by being in the back, it is an advantage. So that's where one leading or opening a stage. So that means you won the previous day, and the next day you're going to be first guy out. Uh, you get to get you get to lay down the tracks. You have to work the hardest at navigation to not lose time to the guys behind you. And it's and it, it very very simple. If you know there is no waypoint directly in front of you where you have to make a straight line to it and then you spot this guy uh, several hundred meters over to your right, well, you're going to draw a straight line from you to him uh, and you don't have to worry. So that gets you a little bit of time. The fact that you don't waste as much time hunting for waypoints or corners or things like that because there's already lines there. All of that stuff helps you make up time on the lead guy. That's why the lead guy, the guy that opens the stage, is usually the one that takes it in the shorts when it comes to time. Now, if they are very experienced and they are a very proficient rider, the time loss isn't going to be as much, but it's still going to be there because the guy behind you is going to be that much quicker and the guy behind him is going to be that much quicker. They got line choices and they got stuff. So uh, it, it, it makes... It makes for an interesting thing. So what ends up happening is, is that you've got this swing set going where, oh, my guy is doing great. And then all of a sudden he falls off and it's because they're trying to calculate, you know, they're trying to stay back a little bit to not have to work so hard to make sure that they keep their total stage times consistent. Obviously consistent, consistent stage times is going to get you the shortest amount of stage time overall, which ends up being a win. So just because you cross the finish line first in rally raid does not mean anything. You could be the fastest of the day or you could be the worst of the day. You know, especially the guys that are coming up from behind that have multiple tracks that they can follow behind or follow. Those guys are going to be able to navigate a lot quicker. So what is Dakar doing to kind of combat that? Well, the very first thing is they are doing basically A-B routes. So you're going to have now uh, same similar road books that are going to be Virtually, I guess, identical, but there are going to be offshoots. There are going to be areas where they kind of zigzag or they're going to do something in there. Um, the first concern in, in talking about this with a couple of buddies was um, like specifically, I, I can't go an episode without saying it specifically. talking to Gnarly Dave about it. And, you know, obviously he's one of the uh, premier or one of the biggest road book makers here in Southern California uh, for, you know, uh, helping Jacob Argy Bright, Uh, a host of other people, including Ricky Brayback and Nacho and the HRC guys. So there's, there's a lot uh, of road book making that goes on here in Southern California and he's primarily responsible for it. I haven't met somebody else making that amount of road books uh, here in our local area. So in talking with him, we were talking, well, okay, well, you know, you've got helicopters, you've got medical resources, you've got other things that get stretched thin if the divergence of this route is, uh, is, is, you know, hey, they're going to go north for 100 kilometers and these guys are going to go south for 100 kilometers. Well, now you got an issue. Now you got two groups of people headed separate ways. So how do you combat that? How do you how does it look? In my mind, what I'm what I'm thinking is, is that they're still going to keep the tracks close enough to each other where it's not an issue, but they're going to be far enough apart so that the waypoints make radiuses uh and open radiuses included are far enough away from each other so that there is some difference between the two um what does that look like as we're riding uh you go riding into this big broad wide open canyon or you go into a canyon and some may end up uh, in the canyon and some may end up on top and over a little bit from the canyon So either way, you're in the same area, helicopter could go left or right for you if you needed it uh, within two minutes. You know, It's not really that big of a separation, but the difference is, is that if you're following behind and you see this guy go up on the ridge, now you're gonna start to wonder, is my road book taking me onto the ridge? Now you gotta back it down a little bit, figure it out which one you've now completed Maybe one of the things that the Dakar has been aiming for, which is slow down the top speeds uh, of some of these guys get a little bit more thinking going. And we saw that with multiple notes being included in a single road book note. So a lot of changes, a lot of things going on there. I think it's a good, I think it's a good change. I think it's in the right direction for all of this. Uh, so we'll see how it pans out. I like it better than the tire rule for sure. And I like it better than everybody running 250 CC two strokes uh, out there as well. So you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what other kind of things are electronic road books. We've got, uh, longer days. And then now, uh, like I said, now you're going to have like A and B routes with slight divergence in the, uh, in the road books, which is cool. I mean, it'll be great. Um, some people, you know, well, this stage was, you know, a hundred meters longer than this stage and it isn't exactly the same. And I go, okay, well, yeah, you know, I get it. Okay. Well, maybe they balance it out somehow. And then the question remains is that, okay, well, is this going to be a B track rider, and this is going to be an A track rider? So the whole event, they have their whole series of road books pre-planned that they're going to be getting, or are they going to be switching it up and, you know, yeah, the top guys maybe all run the A route today and then tomorrow they will run the B route, but then the guys from uh, first and second, they purposely split them or, you know, there, there's some strategy that now the, the the organization can use to help kind of mitigate that kind of stuff. So that will definitely help. But then the next part of it, right, we're, we're, we're trying to get rid of that swing set, that that whole thing where, you know, hey, everybody's doing good. And then they start sandbagging to try and get it. And all they're doing is just playing the game to try and get to the top spot. Hey, rightfully so. A lot of these guys are paid athletes. A lot of these guys want to see their names and shiny lights. They're out there to win. They're racers, right? You First and foremost, they are racers. And then it comes the navigation part of it and all of that stuff. So I think that they're definitely going to be moving in the right direction with this. But then also to help cement that, they're also now introducing a basically like a bonus for, uh, for opening a stage. So now, you know, we just talked about it and, long, and, and it's long been known. The guy that opens the stage on the next day, uh, well, kind of takes it in the shorts because they're laying down the first track. And now everybody after that, their navigation just gets that much more simpler. Now, that doesn't mean you've got a pass and you don't have to navigate because all it takes is one wrong move and now all of a sudden you don't know where you're at in your road book and you've just been kind of swinging along and hoping for the best so there's still navigation involved whether or not there's tracks in front of you you always want to be verifying uh mason klein can attest to that verifying route verifying 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 making sure he's in the right place had a great performance at the 2022 dakar and i got a feeling we're going to see some big things hopefully some major announcements be between now and uh the 2023 Dakar I've got my I got my feelings I got an idea I think I'm assuming but I'm not going to say anything we will keep that but if you guys want to chime in and uh send an email or or uh post it up on Instagram I'll make a post about this episode and tell me what you guys think you know what do where where do we see Mason Klein going Uh, and, and what, uh, what team might be scooping them up? Uh, what do you guys think? What are some of the predictions for, uh, the 2023 Dakar? So let's get that conversation started because we're still six months away from that event. Uh, but we definitely want to hear about it. So, so now, okay. Yeah. So now you've got a bonus kind of way of getting, uh, time back or they, I don't think that they've been super clear about it. I want to do some more research on, uh, what they plan on doing for the guys that open the stage um, to see if that's, if it's going to be worth it. I mean, I I would think so. I, I trust that they know what they're doing to a certain extent, uh, and what they're trying to achieve. And I think that this is going to definitely give, um, give everybody a better shot. It's going to make things a little bit more difficult. We're probably going to see some more flat out racing, which is, which is interesting because that's also something what they're trying to avoid, right? Slow it down a little bit and get everybody a little bit more complicated, get some more navigation going, things like that. So, all right, let's see here what do we got next uh, those are the events digital roadbook for everybody uh, they are gonna be doing uh daily cash prizes, which is cool uh, for the explorer side of it so privateers those kind of the those teams uh, that are not uh, uh, let's see uh, da, 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 da. Yep. So they're going to be targeting more of the amateur crowd that's going into uh, into the Dakar, which is cool. I mean, it is a very, very expensive endeavor to get out to the Dakar, uh, to the Dakar rally. We did talk a little bit about uh, that with David Pearson and Kyle McCoy from the American Rally Originals, uh, talking about costs and a little bit of things uh, like what it takes to get out to the Dakar. Uh, you know, how much money you got to get squared away and, and, and pledged and all of that stuff. So. Uh, if you guys want, you can head back into the podcast and it is one of the previous episodes. You'll see it there with American rally originals. Um, and then yeah, check that one out. But yeah, so again, all of these changes I think are a step in the right direction. I don't immediately see anything that could be negative, at least from my limited experience more on the race organization side than actually in practice. But I think that it nothing necessarily negative could come from this but i'm curious to see how it works and then i'm curious to see how quickly the teams adapt to this so you know maybe now we're going to see some guys gunning for those stage wins and we're not going to see that swing you know so much into effect uh maybe now we're going to see some of the top guys or some of the guys in the middle of the class make mistakes and then navigate thinking that the guy in front of them was on the same road book you know it's it, it's interesting because if they're doing it electronically, if they're loading roadbooks electronically, literally they can make the decision as they're standing with the guy. So if they decide they could send two riders in a row out on the same roadbook uh, and and we would not know. Now the difference too is, is that you could send two riders out on a roadbook and they're going to assume they're on different roadbooks. So then you have that. So then are they going to stop, have a little bit of a tea party, you know, freshen up, whatever, and then compare their roadbooks note to note to note to note for a little bit? you know, maybe the first hundred kilometers really quick. You know, what, what other kind of things are we going to see because of this going on? I don't know. We're going to have to wait six months to find that one out. So anyway, so that's it right now for the Dakar updates. We'll have more information as it becomes available as well as some of the other events coming up. Uh, don't forget, we do have the Kota rally, uh, that is coming up in September. Uh, we should have a couple of more event announcements coming up as well as far and, and then also doing some trainings, uh, as well. So we definitely want to keep you guys updated on that. Uh, and speaking of updates, so let's talk chasing waypoints updates. All right. So first and foremost, uh, we have, I have, I spent last night, uh, I don't know I was up for like two, three till two, three in the morning, three in the morning, I think uh, just burning the midnight oil, got an idea, couldn't put it away. I just figured, well, let's, uh, let's just make this happen. And so, yeah, so we've got a, uh, invitation email that's going to be headed out. Uh, I've got a list of about 20 or so guests that I would love to have on the podcast. Uh, but that is my list. Uh, what I would like is, uh, people listening in, tuning in, uh, if they want to nominate themselves or they want to nominate somebody uh, to be on the episode or on, to be on the show uh, let's go ahead and shoot me an email podcast at dot and then if there's anybody with uh, organizations that are tuning in as well that have events that they would like uh, talked about on the show uh, we're gonna have a little bit of a bias to the stuff that's here in North America but nevertheless uh, let's hear it you know I want to know more about events and what people are doing around the world uh, but same thing, if you've got an event, something that you want to talk about uh, on the show, on the podcast, absolutely send me an email uh, podcast at chasingwaypoints.com, and we can get uh, we can get in contact with you and we can hash it out. Now, the first person that puts that in uh, some kind of database for spam email uh, is going to ruin it for everybody else. So please don't do that. I do not need any um, toys accessories of any age bracket or of anything or any of that stuff so yeah don't do it don't don't do it because then it's going to be one of those this is why we can't have nice things so i trust that the rally raid community tuning in is uh, all on the up and up and everybody i've always had a great time with everybody uh, so I'm not too worried about that, but, uh, that is the direct line podcast at ChasingWaypoints.com. So again, if you have somebody you would want to nominate to be on the podcast, just shoot me a brief message, uh, what, what we're talking about. Uh, or if you yourself got a story, want to talk about your rally raid story and how you got involved with it. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. Let's, uh, let's get you on, uh, on the show. And then again, organizations that have information about their, uh, about their event that's coming up or if it's a training or something like that, like we need to all get together in one spot and be able to get this information out. Rally rate is absolutely growing here in the States. Uh, so, or, or I should say North America. So calling all people, let's let's get it going. It's riding weather here in Southern California. Uh, it's gonna get hot out. So maybe not so much riding weather out in the summer or out in the, the desert side of it. Uh, but there's still some few good days left i am working on uh on the roadbook stuff i know i've been saying that for a while and some of the adventure raid stuff that i want to do are working on that getting the bikes ready getting everything tuned in and and it's time so i'll probably be out on the roads early early in the morning before the heat gets started getting uh get some tracks down and then uh laying those out into a roadbook. uh i'll share a little bit more uh as far as how to set your bike up to do this kind of stuff, uh, it's very, very simple. Um, Matthew Glade over at Rally Moto Shops got the stuff already on hand, so it's very easy to just order it from him. It shows up within a few days uh, as well. So um, incoming is all I can say on that one. So emails out or emails going out with the uh, guests. uh you know, the invitations for that. We're going to be doing that. The other one that we're going to be switching up and we talked a little bit about this is going to be, uh, the, uh, live stream. So waypoint Wednesdays. So as you guys have noticed and a couple of people have reached out, there is uh, waypoint Wednesdays has been on a little bit of a hiatus, but we're coming back with that. We're going to be doing it twice a month now. So every other, basically every other Wednesday, we're going to cut back a little bit, but, uh, here's, here's what we're rolling with is, Uh, I want to continue to do some technical stuff on there. So talking technical about certain products, certain things that are available uh, for for motorcycles, for rally raid, for, you know, whatever in general. Uh, Things like uh, even uh, the bags, you know, stuff that we're using for from Moscomoto Moto uh, on the back on the uh, motorcycles. Uh, Gal for brakes, talking a little bit about brakes and what we're doing on the 790 and just general good information for people on that so we're going to break it up so rally news of course i love leading with rally news so we make sure we're not missing anything we'll get that out of the way we then go straight into some technical side uh technical stuff and then by the end of the show open it up and then you know whoever's tuned in or whatever we'll we'll just chat it up and see what's going down uh what are the next rides or or share some ride ideas and stuff like that so still keeping it loose but adding a little bit of format I, i just got to hold myself accountable and get uh get some content on there uh so that everybody can can enjoy you know I've gotten a lot of comments I've gotten the hey are you still alive messages and stuff like that which uh flattered glad to hear love getting that stuff means you guys are tuning in uh missing the episodes but I, I immensely appreciate that everybody that's reached out to me I absolutely appreciate uh Chris T got an email from him uh he was one of the guys that I met down at the uh, San Quentin training event. Uh, so we're going to get him on the podcast. He's one of the ones getting, uh, getting an invite. Uh, so we can talk a little bit about getting started in rallying what he's been up to. So I love sharing those stories because I don't, the, the Ricky Brabex, the Skylar house, the Mason Kleins, they're already down the road. You know, these guys, you know, the two out of three of them are already have their ticket, right? HRC Husker a factory racing, Mason Klein, you know, uh, so let's let's get. I mean, they had great feedback. I still want to get. I'd love to get uh, Skyler back on the show. I, I all three of them. You know, uh, Mason Klein has come a long way. There's been a lot of progression between the last Dakar and now, and leading up to that Dakar. So I'd love to talk to him. Get him back on the show. Uh, would love to get Ricky Brabec on the show for the first time, and then Skyler House would like to get him back on the show now. Uh, factory team, uh, you know, all his hard work and everything that he has done. Um, and then uh, from there, you know, you know, even uh, even Dave Black, man, Dave Black, if you guys aren't following couch to Dakar, uh, follow his progression because he has been doing this like he's basically starting from zero and has worked on his journey to get to where he's at. And that is including, you know, rally raid training, learning to read road books, doing that stuff, going to the Jimmy Lewis, J- Jimmy Lewis schools, uh, also writing trials uh doing off more off-road training and stuff like that. So you can see if you follow couch to Dakar on his uh on his Instagram, you can see the progression, like you can see when he first started writing. Now you can see when he's uh now, you know, a year later basically, where he's at on his writing abilities and what he's been doing. So absolutely inspirational. You guys want to tune into that. We do have an episode that we did talk to him uh about his journey and what he was planning and what he was doing. So you flip back through the catalog, you can find that one. Um I'm excited to say that it's uh that catalog is getting a little bit deeper now, with this being episode number 73, which I didn't know I was gonna make a past 10 episodes when I first started this, but absolutely enjoying it uh and and having a lot of fun with it. I enjoy meeting people, uh, going out to was absolutely blown away at the uh at the San teen training with Baja Rally, uh all the people that I ran into and knew and 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 talked with. It was absolutely great. So Looking forward to it for the next event. I, I just won't be able to make it to the Kota Rally, uh, but uh, we do have the six-day Baja Rally coming up, uh, and then Sonora Rally also is coming up as well, right behind the Baja Rally. So uh, the plan right now is to go to both events, but we'll see what the future holds uh, if Sonora Rally is going to hold on to that date range that they that they last dated, which, which puts it... Uh, the second week after the Baja rally. So Baja rally is going to be the first week of October. Then it's Morocco and then uh, Sonora rally. So at rally month is getting getting there. And then and then you have the Andalucia rally in Spain. That's also talking about postponing till then. The problem is, is that you're now getting very, very close to the Dakar at that point. So what teams are going to go out? What teams are going to be there? Uh, that's going to be an interesting uh, that's going to be an interesting thing. So rally month in October, uh, we're looking forward to it. It's just a few months away. So anyway, with that being said, guys, I got to get in the garage. We got some bikes to work on. We got some stuff to do. So absolutely excited. Don't forget. We are going to be back on, on waypoint Wednesdays this week on Wednesday. Uh, so don't forget to tune in seven fifteen PM Pacific standard time. And again, if you liked what you heard, please. Do like, share, subscribe, do all of that stuff. And uh, let's get more. And like I said, hit me up. Uh, you, you know, we want, we're looking on, we have our invite list. Uh, we want to talk to some of the organizers uh, of these events as well. So reach out, podcast at chasingwaypoints.com. All right, guys, everybody have a good weekend. That is a wrap for the Chasing Waypoints podcast this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you like what you heard. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of others. Also, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook under Chasing Waypoints, Instagram, Chasing Waypoints underscore official, and of course, the YouTube under Chasing Waypoints hope everybody has a good week we will see you guys for the next episode remember shiny side up and don't forget to tag us we want to see where you guys are riding and what you guys are up to have a great week